0: Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about animation, TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're discussing creator wish lists today. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. And I'm Clifton. Hey guys, Devon's here! Yay! Woo! Yay! Welcome <laughs> Permanent guest! Permanent
1: guest! <laughs> Most
0: guest appearances ever take that damn DeBatiste! <laughs> Woohoo! Swoo! <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> no, He's not is, wrong That at is all. accurate. <laughs> all right. So uh, I've been wanting to do this one for a while. Um, creator wish list. Uh, we're going to go around. We're going to name a comic character or title, and then we're going to name an artist or a writer or both, uh, whatever we got, just like, uh, you know, somebody we want to see work on these characters or on a specific title. So uh, who wants to shoot out the first shot? I've got one for you. Cool. Okay. All right. So, this
1: is a uh, comic book team mm. that I don't think gets a lot of uh, love. It has a pretty illustrious creator set. Uh, Jack Kirby's worked on them. Uh, Tim Sale has mm. worked on them. Uh, so, I'm going to go with Challenges of the Unknown. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Written by someone who I'm pretty sure has never actually done any DC work but I would be intrigued to see what he does within the structure of DC that has, and you know, they seem to have like a lot of like nooks and crannies that have gone unexplored. And that seems to be what he loves to do over at Marvel. So I'd love to see a challenges of the unknown written by Jonathan Hickman.
0: Ah, <laughs> that would be good. I'd yeah. Go for
1: that. Yeah. And art wise, this guy can draw anything. It seems like he has drawn just about everything, but he really has it. And I would love to see Chris Somney okay. drawing whatever comes yeah. out of Jonathan Hickman's head. <laughs> so that's what it would be. Challenges of the Unknown, written by Jonathan Hickman, with art by Chris Somney.
2: Okay. I'd I like book. this
0: one. Yeah, I'd buy that book. Yeah. hmm For sure. I'd
1: buy that book. I'd read that book. <laughs>
2: It'd be a very lore filled exactly. <laughs> challenges of the unknown with Jonathan Hickman.
1: Exactly.
2: They'll build whole worlds around that thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would just love to see what those two could actually do. Just, you know, with like, you know, it, it would probably be like this big conspiracy thing that goes back to like Anthro, the caveman and somehow <laughs> reaches into like, you know, how, blue devil with something (laughs) or other. I don't want to quite get into Jonathan Hickman's head because that seems like a very scary place to me, (laughs) but (laughs) that's what I would love to see on the comic book page or the iPad page or whatever, however you like to read your comics.
0: Right. He's kind of a terrific choice for that book. I think, because I think from the work I've read of his stuff, like he's into like a lot of like uh, a cutting edge science, uh-huh. and and you know um quantum theory and stuff like that i know right. that like he just, he's just this writer that i think is just like an encyclopedia of of ideas and information that i think he plugs into things and chris Somney, i think just he just there's nothing that i wouldn't buy <laughs> yeah if he drew it like it just everything the like the number of 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 drawings i've seen him do like like online where like i've just liked like i've liked a million of them yeah his doodles like when he does his doodles it's like everything you just go
1: god i wish you could draw this character and then during october he does bat Bat battober yeah where he does like basically a different like uh prompt uh a word prompt and it's all batman related and 31 days of just like oh my god
0: yeah it's lovely
1: yeah (laughs) would love to see what he could do just like if you let him loose within the dc universe yeah
0: he needs to put that stuff as an art
2: book and his style works for anything he's such like a i mean classic artist Uh, exactly like uh it's it's traditional but modern and like his his use of negative space is amazing Mm, yeah (laughs) just in those sketches that we're talking about but yeah like it, it fits perfectly in like challengers that I've had a run in the comics themselves at different times going on, uh, what, 60 years now. I can't yeah. remember when they first appeared silver age, mm-hmm. if I remember right. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah. Being like the, the classic adventurers. Yeah. He's, he's perfect with that. Cause he's got a bit of a pulp sensibility. Um, Chris Samney does. Yeah. I think it'd be
0: great. Yeah. So that's my pick. All right. Challenges of the NL. Good pick. I'd read yeah, it. Good pick thank you you pulled out a you pulled out a good property, a property I think is pretty malleable too mm-hmm. I think you know like I know Zach loves challengers, yeah, i do i do <laughs> too. and i I love <laughs> that that what the unknown is can always move mm-hmm. exactly right to, to to just like whatever science doesn't have an answer for like currently, <laughs> which I think is really really cool, right yeah. I may have a challengers also all right. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, sure. I'll throw it out here. I'll throw it. All out here. right. <laughs> you want you want to know who you want to know who I want want to see do challengers? Sure. Grant Morrison. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. I had that.
3: At one, I had that one point. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: I just think along the same, like exactly the same lines is is, is uh, Hickman. Like I want to see what that guy does with that brain comes up with and what you know he thinks because his stuff is all whacked out always anyway, mm-hmm. right? And kind of um. Not trippy, I don't want to say trippy, but like it goes out there in places a lot. And I just think he'd be a really, really fun writer for that book. And I think also, if I had to guess, I would think that Morrison probably thinks those characters are kind of cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It'd be funny to see both of them have a run on it where they could play off of each other. Kind of similarly to how I think Jonathan Nickman's X-Men run for the past year's has been playing off of Grant Morrison's yeah. X Men run from yeah. twenty years earlier. Uh there's there's some synergy, I think, between those two writers, or can be. So yeah. I'd like both of them to have a run on Challengers and, and play off each other with it. That'd be great. I see down with that. Yep. What
3: do you got, Frank? Uh well the I, at one point I had challengers on my list, um, because I've told the story before about Right before Alan Moore, when he left DC, one of the books that he was going to write or was pitching was Challenges of the Unknown.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's one of those books I'm like, I, I, you know, I, I, somewhere in the multiverse, we, we got that, but um, never got to read it here, obviously. So <laughs> that was one I was wondering when I, that was my challenges. But I, I the one that I th- I thought about more for, um for Alan Moore was the other book that he had mentioned that he was wanted to write before he left DC. And that was Martian Manhunter. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alan Moore apparently had a pitch in for that book as well, and I thought about it a lot, and I, I still, that's one, I was kind of torn between the two, but since, you know, I, I, I'm i surprised we, most of us had a challenger's pitch <laughs> <laughs> for book, I didn't, you know. This is
2: the spotlight on Challengers of the Unknown I, who episode. Knew?
3: Yeah, I didn't know that we're going to we're gonna spotlight that property. I went with Martian Manhunter, and I thought Alan Moore, of course, would be great to write it, but I was starting to think of who I would like him to, to collaborate with, and I thought Dave Gibbons? On Martian Manhunter oh. of, of all people, all <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I was looking again at you know I, was, I took a quick look at the uh, the pages for um for the man who is everything, just mm. the pages where he's in Krypton, and I thought that just the 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 way that and the fact that he's done Mars before in Watchmen, I thought that'd be kind of a cool thing to have Gibbons revisit, yeah. but in a completely different, more fictional as opposed to I mean fictional in the sense that it's a fictional Mars as opposed to Doctor Manhattan being on Mars. <laughs> Thought it could be really cool. Yeah. Um, I've never been able to find any kind of like, even a synopsis of what his pitch was going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's no telling. But again, at the time, you know, you're talking, you know, 86, 87, it's would have been pre, uh, Giffen to on justice league. So there's no telling what that would have done for the character, whether we would have gotten the you know the one that 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 you know basically was kind of a straight man to all those other crazy characters in that Justice League. Nor would he. We. I don't know if he would eat Oreos. I don't have no idea what he would what, what would have been you know yeah. given to the character <laughs> as a result. But that's a book that I would I really have always wanted uh, to be able to read. So
0: I'd buy that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never. I hadn't
2: even heard about that one before. Oh no! Like oh yeah the possible things that could
0: have been back then. Oh, uh, it would have been a definitive run for sure. Right. Yeah. For okay. sure.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the idea of him trying to do a, uh, you know, uh, anatomy lesson for Martian Manhunter would have been, <laughs> yeah, again, just makes me sad that we never got it.
0: All right. Where are we going next? I
2: got one that it came from a tweet that I read from this person years ago. And okay. it is Lauren Faust. Mm-hmm. Who is the animator known for, I mean, she worked on Powerpuff Girls with Craig McCracken, was involved in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, the DC Superhero Girls and its second iteration. And it was somewhere around then that she was asking on a tweet who she had to talk to to be able to write an X-Men comic. Mm. <laughs> uh. And I remember at the time people being like, Have you asked them? Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. they'd probably let you. Right. Like you are pretty accomplished. It's not like you're nobody. Right. And and it was around the time that they finally published uh, Gendi Tartakovsky's Luke Cage miniseries that had mm. been. you know, in the pipeline for years and years. So I was like 50 years. Yeah. For however long (laughs) it was that he, that that thing was made and sat around until he finished. So it was around that time that, that she had put that out. I was like, yeah, I'm like, they would totally give her a mini series if she really pursued it, I think. And I'd like to see it. Right. Uh, Because there was also around the same time I listened to it. I can't remember when this episode of a podcast was, but there used to be a Nickelodeon podcast hosted by uh, Hector Navarro where he would just interview animators and he had her on once. And she told the story about like her introduction to comics was like stealing her older brother's X-Men comics. Mm. Like she would go into his room and steal his stuff. And it was like all the John Byrne stuff and, and you know, the Claremont Byrne run and everything. So that, that was her introduction to comics. So I know she loves the characters and I would just love to see what her, you know, kind of fun new take on those types of stories and characters would be. I think it would be fun. Even just as a mini series, kind of like they did with the, the Luke Cage, Gendy one, mm-hmm. just let her do her own thing and see what comes out. Yeah. I would take it. Have her as writer and artist on it.
3: Yeah. That could be cool.
2: Yeah. She'd be good. She'd be really good. Yeah. I still think she should ask them because they would let her. <laughs> <laughs> I think if she just asked, they'd be like, yeah, yeah
0: sure. Here, have a mini series. So I'm not out of the Grant Morrison woods yet. I got two more. (laughs) Okay, I got two more for him. I'll start with. um, So uh, he hasn't been at Marvel in a while, Mm -hmm. and so the Marvel character I would love to see Morrison do is uh, Doctor Strange. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Along the same lines of Challengers, I think. I think that he would truly, truly like make that book a fitting name. Okay. Right. Like, I, again, like where he would go with it. And, you know, we all know he has like, like an affinity for magic anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I yeah. just think like, it's just a uh, perfect pairing. I think with the two of them, um, uh, the char- character and, and, and writer on that one. But the one, the book I really, really want to see him on, uh, is Legion of superheroes. Uh, mm. okay. Right. Yeah. And so the reason I put, so we've seen Morrison do a lot of things, but we haven't really seen him do teenager stuff right. all that often. Like glimpses here and there, and like his X Men stuff. And um, there's one issue, Multiversity, that he does. That's you know like kind of a like a tabloidy, um, you know the the children of all the su- of all the superheroes in that world that he follows, and it's really really good. It's a standout issue, I think, of that run. Um, so I would love to see him do kind of like a teenage drama in the future where he can hit that imagination of his can kind of dream up like what culture will be like then, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And the artist I would like on that is Chris Anka. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like him. He did
1: his incredible work on runaways.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I forgot he did the uh,
2: uncanny X-Men run uh with Bendis, right? For a bit. Yeah. I, think, yeah, I feel like he for, did some for of that. A bit. Yeah. yeah, just for a little bit. And then Bachalo did it after that. But yeah, I think he did some teen stuff there that looked good. But yeah, he's he's like a, I mean, he's a great character designer. Uh, probably one of the best character designers working in
0: comics recently. Yeah, I could see that. that look, and that animation, too. I think yeah, he's, he's I a think crossover he, artist. Yeah. yeah, I think he's designing a bit of My Adventures of Superman, oh, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. My Adventures with Superman.
3: Sorry. I always say it wrong. <laughs> I'd buy that book. You know I'm a Legion mark, so I would definitely check that out. And I like Morrison. So I know
0: everybody's be, bingo card, they're surprised because I've ruined it, because I brought it <laughs> up first.
3: You did. You kinda did. Cause I had Morrison penciled in for something else at Marvel, and then had someone else penciled in for Legion, so. <laughs> oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I was kinda selfish and I um with Morrison. Um I thought about a character that I I thought he would probably really excel at and have some fun with and basically go to the next level with. And that's ROM space night. Oh man. Oh man! I don't even know what company has the rights to ROM right now. So wherever wherever it is, Marvel does in my mind, it's Marvel. Okay. In my mind with, with the, with the news of the omnibus coming out, yeah. Yeah, of okay. uh, the, the issues being reprinted. I said, well, they must have something on the horizon for a good old ROM. I guess so, yeah. Um, but no, the idea of, like, you know, the the noble space knight, basically, of, of taking on the, the, basically sacrificing humanity, you know, for the betterment of your planet and the galaxy, and then the, just the, the, the dire ass being so, like, a you know, a sinister scroll type thing. I just think the idea of Morrison being able to be like, that's really cool. Let me show you how we evolved past what we had, <laughs> you know, 40 years ago or whatever for this character, because it's one of the things where I read a little of the IDW stuff and nothing against anybody's work, but it's kind of, it was a lot of the stuff that made it work was ROM playing off of Marvel characters, Right. Mm-hmm. as well as the fact that, um, you know, you had this major storyline with, with all these cosmic characters and the dire wraths and the scrolls and, you know, everything that's, that's cosmic about Marvel was really, that's how a lot of the stuff I read was getting into that stuff, you know, got to get to see a lot of that stuff from a different lens because, you know, before that, the diorats didn't really, they didn't really exist before that book. So it was kind of cool to see another group that was not the Kree or the Skrulls or the Shi'ar trying to do something <laughs> with the galaxy. Right. But I would love to see, I'd love to see Morrison take a swing at it. Um, I, I just think that he would, he would find that, that, that nugget or that piece that people are overlooking. And the article that I wanted was John Cassidy. Okay. Mm. Ooh, okay. Because I just think that the, the 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 space knights themselves would look really cool and sleek, and um, all the people would. Because I think you need that contrast. I mean, nothing against. Um, I think it's uh, Sal was that did a lot of that book, and a lot of the book is just. I mean, I love the old the old Rom, but I think you just need a, a contrast between human people or people that look human or humanoid. And the Space Knights, just to give you that feeling of just how much of a gulf there is between what Rom and the the Galadorians were before and what they are now. And I think Cassidy would bring that really good contrast between the two. So, yeah, that's my that's my Morrison pick. If I had to go with Morrison on a book, I would say uh, Morrison doing Rom at Marvel again, (laughs) because, again, I just think that there's there's something brewing Again, yeah. I blame I blame myself, and that's good. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with them saying yes. We heard your show and thought yes, this is a good idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're putting <laughs> it out there. Either that, or they're tapping the molar in my in my tooth when I talk about ROM outside the show. So right, right, right. <laughs> which is a lot. So <laughs> which is a lot. Uh, I speak about ROM more than most people. So yeah, that's who I would go with for Morrison. If more, if I was gonna, it's my Morrison pick. Okay, that's where you'd put
0: them. Okay, mm-hmm. for All sure. Right. Anybody else have Morrison? For other stuff,
3: I don't. But I do have. I, I'll go again. I have a Legion pick, though. Okay. Okay. All right. So I again with with as much as I've enjoyed um, his run on X Men, I've enjoyed like the, the all the the stuff that's currently going on that I've read. I read recently that Hickman was sort of on the fence of. Well, I had a chance to do new guys at DC, or <laughs> no. a chance, or I had it right, or I had a chance to do X Men. And, you know, he chose X-Men. But there was another book that he had also at DC that he could have done, and that was Legion. Mm. Like, he had <laughs> Legion of Superheroes was supposed to be with a book. Like, he's like, I could have chose any one of the three, and he went with X-Men. I don't blame him because, obviously, you know, I mean, I still remember the, 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 the quote that he had or the tweet that he had that said, basically, like, the research I have done for this book is nothing compared to the research you're ever going to do for anything you've ever done in your life. And it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like a flex. It was just kind of like, I read 30 years of or you know, more of X-Men in the last two or three weeks, just trying to get ready for the book. But I think Legion has that same kind of history. It just doesn't have the same kind of following.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think Hickman could get it to that point just because, again, much like Morrison, who I'd rather have on ROM, uh, <laughs> Hickman, I just think, would be able to take a look at where we are now and extrapolate out to, you know, the year 3000 or whatever, wherever <laughs> we're, we're ever setting it um, for the Legion. I just think that would be really cool to see him do that. And then the artist that I had for it was Jose Ladron.
1: Oh, wow.
3: And I thought having, having him do like his, you know, his sort of, um, he has, I don't, I don't know if he's still in comics or not. I haven't seen anything from him in a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. He was on cable at one point. Um, He did like a really beautiful. uh, I want to say it's an. He did a lot of covers for like. He did some covers for in the nineties for Inhumans, and I want to say so. He does. He did uh, interiors after a while. It got kind of rare, but I would I would throw whatever kind of money I had to to get that guy back because he's just got a really cool like Kirby esque take on stuff, but at the same time it looks really um, alien and unique, and I just think that his fit for Legion would make it stand out from this fact that it's not, not now, you know what mm. I mean? And I think that's something in, like an artist, you have to have, a, it, it can't just be, well, we're drawing, you know, there's, there's computer screens everywhere and that's our Legion. You know, it has to be something that, that somebody that really gets visually that the world of thousand years from now is not the world that we live in now. Right. So that be my Hickman, Jonathan Hickman and, and uh, Jose Lederon for uh Legion of superheroes.
0: <laughs> I'd read it. Yeah. I would read it. Yeah. I love all these pics love all these picks. I hope somebody at Marvel and DC is listening to this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, Devon, what you got?
1: All right, I got one for you. So uh, this is a character that I absolutely love, but I haven't been reading for a while because the problem is, is what most people think needed to be said with that character was said pretty much 40 years ago. And everybody just kind of keeps doing a riff on that. Mm-hmm. So, that character would be Daredevil.
2: Ah, yeah. okay.
1: One of the most, I think, complex characters uh, out there going right now. And the this is a writer-artist who I would love to see do this. So, I've been reading... So, okay, let me go back. My favorite book of 2022 just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I'd read This person stuck before, but I wasn't ready for what they did next. They had just done a Wonder Woman book and then they moved over to a series for image where a, this is going to be so hard to explain, where wrestlers are in a tournament to win back the souls of loved ones. And it was written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson mm. and it was just basically a six issue fight scene with really good writing mm. and that's kind of what I want from Daredevil Okay, I just want a whole bunch of punching I want a whole <laughs> bunch of kicking I want it to look good and I want it well written and Daniel Warren Johnson is the man for that type type of thing so that's my pick Daniel Warren Johnson, uh, Murder Falcon, uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, right. uh, Do a Power Bomb thing, and soon to be Transformers doing Daredevil.
0: Okay. Yeah. What's the name of the wrestling book? Because that sounded awesome. Yeah, it does. Do a Power Bomb. <laughs> Do a okay. powerball. <laughs> yeah do a powerball that's going on zach's
2: list right it now. is it's <laughs> going on my list
0: right now it right yep. down. no it sounds great i'm not familiar with his work so i'm interested uh, Oh, um, he's a stellar artist yeah, yeah he's he. incredible okay. yeah and just incredible. His, his compositions
2: are insane just yeah. his art compositions on just look up some of his sketches on social
3: media you'll be blown away yeah so is he gonna is he gonna uh, my question for you devon is it going mm-hmm. to be um Courtroom scenes done in a style of battles?
1: No. It okay. is just gonna think of the the hallway scene from the Daredevil Netflix Right, series. right. I remember, mm-hmm. yeah. We're gonna do six issues of that.
3: Okay. Okay. Six I'm issues in. of that. I don't have a problem with it.
1: I'm just asking. Yeah. Just him fighting through everything. Okay. Final bossing. It's like, you know, just like, oh, I thought this was the final boss. No, you mm-hmm. got through bullseye. No, now you got to go on to, uh, to, uh, what's her name? Uh, Typhoid Mary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. You took down Typhoid Mary. Now you got to take on Lady Bullseye. Now you got to (laughs) take on the owl. And then eventually you, maybe you'll get to the kingpin. I don't care. I just want to see him punching a bunch Uh, of stuff. Right. I want to see him doing like suplexes (laughs) on, on his like rogues gallery. Right. Uh, just electric just pop up out of nowhere and just be like i don't know why i'm here but you know what i got these two sides i'm fighting (laughs) and that seems to be what he's really good at just like these like kind of epic fist fighting stories
0: okay
2: yeah Yeah, Yeah. art like it's so hard to describe his art though because it's so like he's not a minimalist on lines like like chris samney's a minimalist on lines like he's putting down the perfect lines the perfect you know, minimal number to, to convey everything. Daniel Warren John's stuff is so, like, it's not busy. Like, it, you yeah. would think it's busy by how much line work there is going on, but it's all then, perfectly exactly readable. Like, at mm. an instant, you can tell everything that's going on as, as you know, as, as complex as these drawings are. Mm. They're crazy, yeah. Exactly. It's <laughs> like, you know,
1: the one thing I, I, I tried to explain why I love Bill Sinkevitz's artwork. Mm-hmm. And it's because when you watch them doing actual live
2: artwork, you look at it and you go, Don't do that. Don't use <laughs> your fingers. <laughs> what are you doing putting that shattered glass down right. on your <laughs> art?
1: Exactly. And then you just ha- there's a moment where you go, Oh, but you're Bill Kevitz- Okay, yeah, go ahead, do it. Right. And if you could meld Bill Sinkevitz with like a Chris Somney that's who daniel uh warren johnson is Hmm. it's just this frenetic like you just can't even believe what you're seeing on the page half the time
0: i think it's really cool too that it sounds like he's somebody that likes doing fights yeah which which as much as you as as you would have to draw in that industry punching and kicking like not everybody likes doing it You know, and actually, you know, I've heard, I've read some artists be like, no, actually like drawing superhero fights is kind of tedious. Yeah. You know? And so it's really, really cool. Like, I'm so excited to go look this guy up now because like there's somebody who, who's like excited to do like almost like choreography on the page, which I Mm -hmm. think about a lot, honestly. Like I do think about action sequences in comics a lot and like, which ones like are memorable to me. Uh, no. So I can't wait. I can't wait to check out that book. Yeah, and Daredevil, I think, is is a really, really I, like, because weirdly, weirdly, Daredevil is kind of like the Marvel character. Like, I've I've unknowingly bought the most,
3: mm-hmm. like, yeah, like looking on
0: my shelf and everything. I'm like, wow, somehow I've accumulated like more Daredevil than any other character. He's had a lot of good runs, a lot of good long runs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. But no, I think, but I think about like some of the fights in there too. Like, like even the fights in some of the Frank Miller stuff is kind of neat you know Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah to to extrapolate that to be like just a six issue fight I'm down (laughs) I'm so down for that Clifton Frank you got any Daredevil on your list I do not Okay.
2: does that mean I win (laughs)
0: you you
3: get the Daredevil title you got it it's yours
2: (laughs) Clifton where do you want to go next I'll stick to superhero stuff for now and this is one, like, this is one I'm coming from where it's an artist that I like a lot. And I just go in, in a direction of, of stuff I'd like to see him do. It's an artist he's been working uh, in recent years pretty steadily. His name is uh, Gabriel Piccolo, the mm. Brazilian artist who is oh, yeah. kind of uh, surprisingly became a definitive Teen Titans artist just through fan art huh. <laughs> initially. Because his Teen Titans fan art was very, like, making them look like slice-of-life, like, modern teens. And, and it, like, captured a lot of attention and captured attention of DC Comics as well. To the point that they put him on some books. But still, he hasn't had much work in the, like, traditional periodical comics. He's done the uh, graphic novels for DC Comics when they were doing the young adult graphic novels. He was the artist for... Beast Boy and then the artist for the graphic novel Raven and then the artist for the graphic novel Beast Boy Loves Raven uh, <laughs> from from their three book uh young adult graphic novel series and and he's kind of become the definitive uh Teen Titans artist I would say of of currently without having actually done the periodical comics but he <laughs> could I think cuz his art is is fantastic it just looks like real kids um in like uh, fantastical world kind of where you look at the, his drawings of like beast boy, Raven, Robin, everything. And you're like, Oh, like, yeah, they're kids. Like they're just teens hanging out. And because of that, I would like to see him do more of that type of stuff because I mean, I love it when I see it. Everyone loves it when they see him do that stuff, but I would take him to Marvel. And mm. uh, like ones I was thinking of were like runaways clearly. Cause I'm a huge, huge oh, runaways yeah. fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have a writer in mind for him because most of the time he has not written himself. As far as I know, he does work with an artist um, or he does work with a writer. Uh, Cami Garcia is the name of the writer he collaborated with for the, for the DC comics, graphic novels I was mentioning before. So I don't know who I'd put him with as a writer, but I would love to see him do runaways for Marvel. I would love to see him do like miles and Gwen. Like something with Team mm. Miles and Gwen, uh, you know, Spider Verse adjacent, I think he would be fantastic at. So, I mean, that's just one I was thinking of. I just like he's a he's a great artist on that in that genre, and I just love to see him do more of it. Can I
1: suggest a writer for something? Sure. Yeah. Mariko Tamaki.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. No, that would be a good one. That would yeah, be a great I, matchup. I love her stuff. Yeah, yeah. she yeah, she would be great matchup with his stuff. Uh, I'd love to see that. I have a Spider-Man
0: one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Since you brought up, uh, miles and Gwen, mm-hmm. I want to see, uh, Ed Brubaker on Spider-Man. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and okay. the only reason, and, and, and it's kind of like not an obvious choice, but I remember hearing him on a podcast, like years and years and years ago, kind of lamenting the fact that he never got to work on the character, okay. like, like oh. in any substantial way. And so, That butted up with another thing I heard him say, like, earlier on the podcast is, like, he said he had, like, an affinity for, like, romance comics. Okay. And he used to love reading them as as a kid and and, and sort of, like, in his head he just sort of, like, imagined that they were, like, the things that happened to Peter Parker when he wasn't Mm Spider-Man. And so I kind of just want, like, those two sensibilities put together. Just do, like, a romance
3: Spider-Man comic. (laughs) Right. Right. I'm all for a low-life Spider-Man. That works for me. Right? Yep. Yeah, baker would be great. That'd be really good. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. And so, and the, the other
0: book I had also for him, too, jumping over to DC. Oh, I'm sorry. I oh. got a
1: perfect name for it. it was, the book should be called <laughs> Typical Parker Luck.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Not so amazing typical Parker look. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty great. That is pretty yeah. great. Um, but no, so I think um, you know, and he he's he's definitely you know stepped out and kind of doing like a whole lot of creator owned stuff for many, many, many years at this point. So maybe he's dabbled in this genre before, and maybe I missed it. I don't know. Um, but I would like to see him on Jonah Hex. Oh, <laughs> because I think a Brubaker western would be kind of great. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, man. <laughs> yeah, that would uh, be too. So like him and like Sean soul. Phillips on uh, so <laughs> right? Yeah. Soul. All right, oh I got God. one. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. You won him over on that one. Yeah.
1: Damn that that's a dunk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah. I would would read the hell out of it. (laughs) Now, I feel like they did a Western. I think it was called Grit Mm. for Image. Okay. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I didn't read it. But just to see them doing the Jonah Hex book, Mm. man. Yeah, that's top tier stuff, man. (laughs) Congratulations on thinking.
0: (laughs) Thank
4: you. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty great. That'd be pretty, pretty great. All right, just throw it out, guys. Wh- whichever you got. All right, I got one. Okay. Shockingly, the writer hasn't done a
1: ton of Marvel work. He's done some. Uh, he's, he's written Electra, He's done a, a short run on Punisher, and I, I, he did a pretty good run on uh, Daredevil. Hmm. Um, What he seems to be best at is kind of the procedural where mm-hmm. he gets into the nuts and bolts of the diplomacy of actually how you do a thing within a certain organization uh he did it best with uh gotham central i think and queen and country so that the writer mm-hmm. i would love to see do this book would be greg Rucker, and the book is the avengers <laughs> oh, okay. I'd love to see how he would handle a bunch of characters who are from America, who have to deal with worldwide threats. But now that we're in such a a, a polarizing place within this world, how would they do their jobs? It's like there would just be no consensus on like, okay, the world is in danger from aliens no, you can't come into North Korea to take care of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I would love to see something like that. See him tackling like the logistics of how you be a superhero T
0: you got a lineup for him.
1: Uh, uh, of course it would be captain America because captain America would just bring so much conflict, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though he would just be trying to do good. Tony Stark, uh, former weapons magnet. Um, the vision i'm going classic here okay um also black panther who actually rules a nation and just kind of walks into other nations like hey i'm here to help are you really (laughs) and uh scarlet witch yeah like the the queen literal queen of chaos wherever she goes it's like everybody looks at her like are you gonna wipe out the earth again so I would love to see how Greg Rucka deals with the uh with the Avengers. Yeah. And as far as the art goes, don't think he has ever done any Marvel work. But I would love to see him over at Marvel. I'm talking the uh, Doug Monkey. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh
2: okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. He's done JLA. He's done Batman. He's done Superman. He's done the Green Lantern. And, and green lantern
2: Core. <laughs> yeah
1: he's done just about everything it that there is to do with dc comics i would love to see yeah. him like cross over and go to marvel and see what he does
0: there yeah, you're, i can't even picture a marvel character he's dream he's drawing. yeah i know right like just, yeah. yeah imagine a doug monkey oh imagine the
1: yeah. doug monkey thor like my god Mm-hmm. yeah that'd be really like, cool yeah so that's what i want i want a greg Rucker written uh doug monkey drawn avengers comic
0: <laughs> i think i think rucker would really gravitate towards black widow yeah oh yeah i think black too widow. right like like judging from from like sort of his novel oh, work and stuff her. like yeah. that yeah
1: yeah he's written her
0: yeah yeah so i think i think i think that you know my guess yeah. is he would make her part of the team too
1: yeah Right. Absolutely. But yeah.
0: No, I think, I think he's, I think he, he's a writer. I hold in pretty darn high regard too. just, uh-huh. you know, not just cause of Gotham central, but you know, like I like, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of some of his other stuff too. Um, you know, I had him, I, I actually wanted to ask you about this, um, Devon, mm-hmm. because I had a concept that I, I picked up from like a, an old, um, comics Alliance article mm-hmm. where, so, so, so this is their idea, but I love it. And it's a a Daily Planet comic,
1: oh right, okay. like
0: do Daily Planet, but give it the Gotham Central, right mm. treatment, right. So it's kind of okay. like Superman, sort of not the focal character always, you know. And I think like what you did for cops and Gotham Central, do that for journalism, right? So I think I feel like mm. I feel like for me, like like I would want somebody kind of like Aaron Sorkin, mm. <laughs> you okay. know, but he doesn't do <laughs> comics. And and I kept, like, gravitating towards Rucka for this. I'm like, I think Rucka would be really, really good. So I wanted to ask you, like, who you thought would be good. Man, to write that book. Uh, that's a good question.
1: I think I think Gail Simone would actually do a good job on that. Okay. Like, she has a unique take on on where the world is is currently right now, but she sort of has this, like, optimism that just maybe it could be better right and i think that she would write a great clark kent i think that she would write a great lois lane mm-hmm. um yeah i i would say yeah gail simone okay. that's my pick she's
0: a good one too she's a really yeah. good yeah i got st- i was stuck on rucka for a long time but i was also thinking um um john ridley oh yeah. Right. And and mm-hmm. that's really more based off of like his TV work. I think you know right. watching American Crime and stuff like that. Not that I've seen him like do a whole lot of stuff with like reporters or anything like that. But I I, mm-hmm. I would imagine I would imagine he has opinions about it. Yeah. You know what I mean about I like what's so. working about it and what's not. And um, no, he's 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 just a writer. I think that that is like really really good about like commenting on what's happening out there in the world. And if you guys are not reading uh, the blue wall that, you know, that he's doing uh, over in, in the Batman universe stuff, uh, it's basically the spiritual successor to Gotham central. It's terrific. Oh, okay. It is so good.
1: Okay. Yeah. I will check that out.
3: Frank, who else you got? Um, I thought I was thinking along the lines of, again, stuff that I like, stuff that I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Not so much everybody else. Um, and I thought, as much as we've had, you know, the popularity of the, of this particular title um, kind of explode in the last, you know, five or sort so of years, and that's Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I still think we haven't got quite back to what Ostrander uh, did. I think we had we've had hits and misses. I think there's been stuff that's been really good and in the same sort of vein or or same sort of flavor, but not quite right. And I think this particular writer would do an amazing job with it, and that's Rick Remender no mm. oh, Okay. I think I think the fact that his um his ability to um sort of ring out the emotion of a scene, as well as the fact have it be irreverent at times, I think his stuff would be, would work really well with with the team. Where you know, at any particular moment, someone could step out of line and have their head blown off.
2: Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. He would
3: be good. He would, oh yeah. He would be yeah. good on Squad. You're right. <laughs> I think that would be an amazingly good book. And then when I was thinking about the art, originally I chose um Tony Moore, who had done originally um The Walking Dead because I think I think part of like for me the the squad has to have like originally like uh, Luke McDonald did a lot of those the suicide squads and it had sort of that smudgy kind of kind of inky kind of you know dirty feel to it. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I thought Tony Moore's not a bad choice, but the one that I thought could really do it well and really get a lot of the um the action stuff. Well, and I don't know if he does a lot of interiors. I know he's done some stuff. I think he did like some Planet of the ape stuff, but I, instead of Tony Moore, I went with Gabriel Hardman. Oh okay. yeah. And I thought, yeah. you know, just for a lot if you've ever seen any of his actual like, um, con stuff that he does, a lot of his con work is really, really like, uh, cinematic. Mm-hmm. And I think it has a really cool, like he does a lot of really good stuff with like single characters. I think with him sort of forced into working in a team dynamic, I'd love to see what he does with all that. But that's one of my choices. I thought I thought I think Remender would get closer to what Ostrander had, where it was just kind of like because Ostrander stuff to me was you just never really knew what was going to happen. Mm. There was often that the, the chance that, like I said, just, you know, characters that you loved or you'd, you'd fall in love with in an arc. They were just going to go. <laughs> so <laughs> for me, that's one of the ones I, I would love to see. I'd love to see that team together in a book.
2: Is Rick Remender the one who brought us Frankencastle? Yes, he is. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can I can I can make that connection to to Suicide Squad. It's just yep. something off the some high concept zany idea that somehow works. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
3: Yeah. Yes. Please put it out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was thinking about Squad. I didn't really land on anybody. I liked it. I thought it would be a good take. No, you
3: nailed it. That's good. Remender's really good <laughs> for a Squad, I think. Yeah, my other choice was I had a thought about Jason Aaron, but I'm like, no, Reminder's the one that I would much I would much rather see. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so
0: I have Jason Aaron on something. Okay, good. We're entering the Batman phase of the show now. Ah, okay. This one, I I I don't understand. I don't understand how Jason Aaron left the how he got out of DC without doing a Batman run is beyond my comprehension. I know, right?
1: You know, just quick story. So mm. back when I used to do a blog, I wrote about his, uh, penguin story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that he had just gotten signed, uh, exclusively over to Marvel. And I, I wasn't aware of it at the time, but I was saying in the blog post, like how, after reading that, that penguin story, how did DC not scoop him up and put him on a Batman book or two? do whatever they had to do to keep him working at DC Comics outside of Vertigo. Yeah. And he actually replied, and mm. he said, I would have loved to have worked within the the Bat universe, but it just never happened for some mm. reason.
0: It's insane to me. I don't get yeah. it, right? Like, it's just that one Penguin issue is it. It's all we got. And and listen, like, at the store we went to, Scalped was talk about all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, I mean, he was catching really a lot of notoriety for this like crime comic that he was mm-hmm. doing, like just down the hall. Right. It it does not make any sense to me. Like, he is a perfect fit for the character. Perfect fit. I don't get. It. I don't really. I, you know. I don't have an artist in mind. Um, you know. But uh, yeah, it just it's crazy to me. And now to hear that too, that he's like, no, I I would love to do it. I don't get it.
3: I don't get it. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of who was there and who was on those books at the time that they couldn't, you know, he couldn't muscle aside. Mm -hmm. So you create another title though. My God.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, (laughs) it doesn't have to be Batman or detective, right? Like, you know, you, you got a you got a maxi series do 12 issues. Here you go. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Seems easy to me. Um, so I don't know if you guys have any Batman titles on here. I have one more, but, you know. I'll... I've got one. Okay. <laughs> um, And it's
1: not even a Batman title. It's just something I just want to see. Um, Pillson Kevitz uh, yeah. has never done a definitive Batman story. And you would just think that he would just be a perfect fit for Batman, but I can't recall him actually doing any Batman at Lifts.
2: Right. Um, yeah, I can't either. And I'm a Houston yeah. Kovich fan.
1: Yeah, you would just think that it would just be like a no-brainer, right? But it's that yeah, reasons, especially like the
2: moodiness, especially after the Moon Knight runs that he had exactly. like in the 80s that were kind of inspired by like Neil exactly. Adams' and Batman.
0: Yeah, it's but it's crazy. just never happened.
1: Yeah, it's just never happened.
0: I would kill for that. <laughs> I would, I would absolutely kill for that. What do you think about pairing him up with Jason Aaron? How do you like that? Or do oh, you think it well, wouldn't work?
1: Yeah, go. Go. Okay. Go with that. Go with that.
0: <laughs> that would be terrific. We'll take mm-hmm. it. Um, And then so the other one I have, he's, done, he's written the character. He's written Batman and other things. But he hasn't really done it, done solo in any real significant way. I mean, maybe there's a, he did an issue of, of Batman, like, with a story set in Barcelona. Mm. Right. So, so, uh, you know, there, there, there's like the real stuff to get, to get behind. And that's Mark Wade. I would love Mm. to see Mark Mm. Wade have a run, do a run on Batman. Um, Mm. You know what I mean? The things he's done, it's been like with the justice league or it's been like world's finest, like what he's doing now and everything. And I just kind of want to so good. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) of course. Right. But, um, yeah, it's just funny. That's another one I've heard. I've heard him on a podcast too, where he's like, he's like, I have it. I have a story <laughs> it hasn't gotten to it yet, you know, for whatever reason. In in, in the myriad of, car- of characters he's touched at DC, never got a, he's never gotten a solo Batman run. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And so for that one, Chris Samney, Chris Samney, bring oh, okay. them, bring <laughs> them together again. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fine. So can I piggyback on the, on the
1: Mark Waite sentiment there? Mm hmm. All right, I want I the book that I am loving the most out of anything out there right now is Mark Wade's world's finest. It is just a freaking joy it's just a freaking joy <laughs> um what I would love to see and his artist Dan Moore is just like healing mm. it right now. Dan Moore is one of those guys who, you would just love to see him just draw anything because yep. he makes everything look good. Like he is pretty much a modern day Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, in mm, my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty terrific. Yeah. yeah.
1: What I want from those two is JLA Avengers 2.
0: Ooh. Okay. And
1: just let them go at it. Mark Wade, this man who knows DC and Marvel history like inside and out, just let him go crazy with the whole Marvel and DC universe and just get probably the best working. And I don't know how he does it. He does two books a month
4: <laughs> artists
1: going on out there right now. Dan Moore, just yeah. let them loose on JLA Avengers too.
0: Yeah. That's what I want. They'd be pretty terrific. There's no weakness there. No. <laughs> oh, the, the sales on that book.
1: Well.
3: <laughs> right. Oh, the numbers that book would do! Yeah. So I had a book that's it at, at DC. Just we talked about it before, with uh, with another title. But I I I had an idea for Gale that I'd like to see Gale get a shot at, and we get a little bit of it when we did. Um, well, when we did, when we read Villains United, the original stuff mm-hmm. before Secret Six. Right. I I want Gale to get a shot at um, at doing the Secret Society super villains.
4: Oh okay. I want
3: I want that book brought back. I want Gail to have basically carte blanche to basically do anything she wants to with the that side of DC, anything villain related. I think she should have just, you know, basically kick over the doors for her. Because I think a lot of times um she had stuff that she wanted to do and they just didn't let her and I think that just for the as well as she gets I mean don't get me wrong, I like her superhero stuff, but I think she really does excel at that seedier stuff, if you've ever read Secret Six. Mm-hmm. Um I think that sort of thing is 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 sort of her purview and I what I would want is I would want to pair back up with um Nicholas Scott mm. as as the main is the main artist for most of the book like the main like almost like the fr- almost kind of like the way that we got like in the in the 90s we have something like Starman where there was an artist that was on the main book and then you had um other artists who came in and told various stories about various characters and then you know, without the shade or whoever, but you would have them come in to do their part, but you'd have Nicola basically do like the framing sequence or whatever the main thing was. And then if there was a backstory or there was a flashback, you would have, you could have Sienkiewicz come in or you could have Dan Mora come in or whoever come in and tell that story set in whatever time period you wanted about the various villains without throughout DC. And I just think it'd be, I think it, I think it'd be a great fit for her.
0: Mm. (laughs) That would be cool. Yeah. yeah, just to get I'm her winning. let her play with with the big heavy hitter villains. Yeah, cuz I think
3: I mean, we she's almost to me she's almost like Gunn, like James Gunn that mm-hmm. we've seen what she can do with like the pieces that people don't want right. <laughs> or didn't <laughs> think about. And I think that given a chance to basically be like, "No, no, you can have Luthor whenever you want. You can have, you know, uh Darkseid or the Joker, whoever you want to, pl- you know, Reverse Flash, any like bigger hit, you know, Sinestro." Right. You can have all those guys and the other the ones that you're used to as well, yeah. So I just think that for giving her that chance to basically do that would be, um, I think be a really great book. That would be a great book. And I've always, lo- I mean, I love villain books. I've loved always, you know, I love secret sighted super villains. I think it's a great, you know, great concept. Just the idea of like, no, they have their own way of doing things. That's not that's not like something we see all the time. So mm-hmm. I'd read that. Yeah,
1: I would buy that. I would Good. put I would put my monies on the counter for that.
3: As you should. It sounds like a great concept. Mm-hmm. If I do say so myself <laughs> There's not much we brought up that I wouldn't I wouldn't no, forego over my, either. For the, my sub just honest. got
0: huge. Yeah. This would be a huge stack mm-hmm. if this thing was going on. I want uh I want Kelly Thompson on Batgirl. Mm. Oh right. <laughs> and this isn't like like, she wouldn't really do, like, a take that I think that we haven't seen, but she would just do, like, a really good take, right? Like, no. it, it would, it, you know, she's good. Like, like I'm thinking about, like, her Kate Bishop Hawkeye run, where she's, like, really, really good at doing, like, 20-something characters who are trying to figure it all out and kind of, you know, make yeah. it, make a mess of their life. Um, You know what I mean? And I think, I just think uh, she'd be perfect for Batgirl.
1: I'm super excited for a run on Birds of Prey.
0: Right? Yeah. 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 She's really good. I mean, she's definitely become um, somebody to pay attention to, I think. When I Mm -hmm. see her book on, like, her name on solicitation stuff, I like, you know, my eyebrows peak. I'm like, oh, okay. No, she's really good. She's really, really, really good. Now,
1: she may be considered buying uh, Deadpool.
0: Mm. Well, really? No kidding. That's
1: saying a lot. I'm not really a big <laughs> Deadpool fan, but I saw her name on Deadpool, and I was like, eh, uh,
0: it might happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Clifton, how you doing? You got any left?
2: Yeah, I just have another uh, artist. It's uh, But no writer attached. There's nothing in mind yet. But an artist that I've liked a lot in recent years, and just watching everything she does, is Elsa Chartier. Hmm. French artist, French illustrator came in with her, a book called infinite loop. I think it was published by IDW. Then at Marvel a few years back, she did the unstoppable wasp series at Marvel. Mm -hmm. Um, she's done some star Wars stuff for them a little bit, but just recently on her Patreon, uh, she posted a a X-Men print with the original five. Mm -hmm. That is a, I mean, it's a definitely throwback homage to the Kirby like original issues. And it made me want to see her like X-Men first class book. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I'd I'd love to see her do something, uh, you know, set in the, in the silver age with the characters, be able to pay tribute. Like she is in this, in this art piece, but as a full story, she is a a great sequential artist as well. Um, As well as just, you know, overall illustrator and an artist. But, yeah, I saw that and was like, yep, yeah, I would, I would go back and read a classic five X-Men story, like a first class X-Men story from with her own art, because she captures it perfectly, but like with the still modern sensibility, but you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, like this is a silver age piece, hmm. but done so well. And, right. and just, that, just, like, I don't know if you've ever seen any of her art, but I feel like her art would be right up your alley, Zach, just like me knowing the aesthetic that you like. Okay. It's like Sammy, like Darwin cook, like that type of, mm. of, of sensibility. Uh, she's got it. And, and I think her stuff's great.
0: Yeah. I gotta, I gotta Google her. She's not one that I, that, that I know that, that I've seen, but mm. I, uh, I may have a writer for you.
2: Okay. What yeah. do you
0: think of, uh, Nick Spencer?
2: Oh yeah. No, I'm First a big class. Nick Spencer fan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, did he ever do X-Men? I can't remember. Yes, he Damn was it, it like an ultimate mm. x-men it was ultimate gravy? x-men oh, yeah right. was the end of that yeah. that was yeah yeah i'd like to see him do something I, throwback I and about fun that. that's right yeah no i would take that i would take them paired up because like something he can bring the fun he can bring like clever oh, mm-hmm. like i mean we've talked about i've talked about his jimmy olsen mm-hmm. <laughs> like backup story one oh, slash yeah. one shot so many times on this podcast because It's one of my favorite single issues, yeah. Like, I'd love to see them together. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah I'd love to deadly foes of
1: Spider Man. Yep,
0: yeah, yeah. I like I it. I would take it, I like it. I have, um, I have a DC book for Brian Michael Bendis. Mm.
2: <laughs> okay (laughs) is his tenure at dc done i can't remember it's done
1: just never should have started oh no it was (laughs) nothing good came out of it
2: (laughs) i missed most of it i i have to say which is why i didn't know it was over or not Uh, yeah i wasn't sure
0: no me too and it's not like i didn't like what i read but he got he jumped he jumped on weird things and like yeah like books that you didn't think he
1: would be strong on yeah. him wasn't. Yeah. Mm.
0: And like when he got on Justice League it was a little like all right. <laughs> like like Black Adam, okay. All right, that's different. Right. And that was like the only thing and it was like I feel like either give him give him like a a completely wild you know, uh roster that's completely out of left field or go or go completely
3: traditional. I feel like he should have been on something that was not established. Right. Hmm. Like, I think they should let him come over and be like, okay, pick through this and choose something that you want to do. Right. Yeah. I think that would have worked much better for him. I don't think he was, I don't think the stuff that he chose, you know, I think a lot of it was just checking boxes. Right. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, like I like, I liked some of it more than, you know, than... (laughs) Apparently Devon. <laughs> <laughs> but I still didn't, but there was a, still a lot of it. I just kind of head scratching stuff that even when I read it, I'm like, this doesn't make sense why he's. Here. Yeah. It's like, why are you on Legion of
1: superheroes? Yeah. Right. You, you don't not, belong yeah. here. Right. You don't N- go here.
3: No. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I completely, I completely believe, you know, on that one, I, I didn't, Yeah. didn't quite get the, you know, other than he just, I guess it was a book that he was offered. I don't know. I have no idea. Still don't know why exactly that was the one that he was on, but. Um, I like some of the Superman stuff. I mm-hmm. didn't, you know, love it. I like some of the Justice League stuff, didn't love it. But I just feel like it was like now he can say, Well, I've written, you know, Justice League and Superman and Um Legion. You know, I've right. got those on uh-huh. my resume. And that and that um, Walmart Batman book. Yeah.
1: Oh, you know what? That was actually good though.
3: Th- yeah, that was. <laughs> but no, that w- but that book was also made by what? What made that book? The artwork made that book. <laughs> yeah, the artwork and <laughs> Also, it was the
1: fact that he kind of got to just not have to do Bendis type stuff. Sure. But like guy... he was just like, yeah, just like, OK, Superman. I mean, excuse me, Batman meets up with Jonah Hex for mm-hmm. reasons. Right. But,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. So. All right. So the one I'm going to pitch you. Mm-hmm. What if he did a big, big old superhero book with the Flash? OK. Right. That's the one that I think I'm like, I'm like, give me, give me a chatty hero, <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: right? Mm-hmm. Paired with, with, uh, a power that, that, you know, I guess we don't really see him do a whole, whole lot with, right? Right. Make it a big superhero book. And I think the artist I'd pair him with is uh, Stuart Immerman. Hmm. Oh,
1: I love his stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think together that would be kind that would be a fun book. Right? Man. I think I think just I th- it's a weird thing to draw inspiration from, but I feel like his like just his word balloon placement, right? And the way that he in the way that he <laughs> right. does like like, you know, uh banter back and forth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that paired with sort of like the slowing of time because he's moving really really fast. Yeah. I think would look really really cool on the page. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So okay, tough sell for you guys. I get it, but <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it, it's not a terrible idea. It makes more sense than the stuff that he did when he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I thought about Ben this a couple times. and was like, uh, I just you know nothing really. Like I said, I, I think I mean Nay I mean, I read Naomi. I thought it was all right, but I just didn't feel like it. Didn't feel like it was a book that he. It felt like a book that he did, but he didn't feel like he had a story for. Mm, right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm yeah yeah I just feel like he did the book to do the book, and again, I could be completely wrong. I don't know him from a can of paint i, I he could be you know it could not be the case, but that's just how it felt as I read the, most of the stuff that he did at d c
1: yeah she kind of to me felt like a maybe Frank maybe you'll you'll get the the reference mm. she felt like a millennial version of a firestorm
4: <laughs> okay. Where it was just like you're just okay, you're yeah. kid. <laughs> Right
1: in the DC universe, doing kinda stuff. I don't get it. Why are you here? Oh, because the person who created you is doing this the the big books now. Right.
3: Yeah. You know, because yeah, like, first, because if you go back and look around the time that Firestorm introduced, he's in so many books.
1: Yeah, mm. like Jerry the, Conway was like a big deal when he came over to DC, mm-hmm. and he's like. I'm going to do Firestorm. And it's like, oh, you're doing a Marvel book in the DC universe. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, Jerry goes over to, um, JLA and brings Firestorm with him. And it's like, okay. <laughs> you're here. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think the funny thing is I think Firestorm doesn't work the way that you, and you'll get this Devon, that Firestorm is, is to, is to DC as Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel is to Roger Stern at Marvel,
1: Mm. but, but, Mm -hmm. but
3: Monica Rambeau works.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. That's the
3: difference. That's the difference between the two is that no Monica works. Roger Stern put a lot of time in making, basically building her up from the, her first appearance to what she becomes by in the end of his Avengers run. Right. But Ronnie Raymond is just like, or Firestorm is everywhere. I mean, I look at a lot of those covers. I'm like, he's like, he's back up in the flash. He's in. The JLA, he's got his own book. I'm like, no, it's not. We, I get it. You want you want this thing to be a thing, but it's not a right.
1: thing. Right,
3: right. Sorry, we took a tangent there and took over. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to do lightning round, I
0: think, uh, to, okay. to to start, finish notes. I don't know what you guys have left.
1: I've got a few. Okay.
0: So, yeah, so, uh, Devon, I guess let's, uh, I got a couple more, too, and, like, I'm just going to kind of blow through mine, and, and if you want to just
1: okay quick. i'll blow out i'll blow out two of them right now okay um first up uh yeah uh the writer on this is actually a friend of mine he's a really good guy he's an eisner award winner mm. he has won a national book award but he cannot seem to do for some reason dc and marvel just won't give him a book huh. for reasons i don't know um it's Andrew Iden, who wrote um, the March series. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. The, um, the John Lewis. The John Lewis Yeah, one? the John Lewis March series. He is an incredible writer. He loves comics. And he's been trying to break into the mainstream. And he's, he's gotten drips and drabs here and there. He's written a couple of stories for Marvel, a couple of stories for DC. But he did this incredible... Incredible Captain America book in um, Marvel Comics Presents from, I think, about six or seven years ago. Okay. And it was drawn by Daniel Acuna, mm. who was on uh, Avengers and Eternals and Captain America for a good while. Right. And it was just, honestly, it is one of my favorite comic book stories, but I also think it is an incredible Captain America story. Uh, that takes place during the civil rights era where Captain America gets involved in fighting, well, against racism in the South. Mm. (laughs) And in doing the right thing, winds up destroying some lives Mm. simply by accident. And I don't want to give the ending away, but Captain America at the end gets to go home again. Whereas the people that he's trying to help, they don't get to ever go home again. Mm. And that story has stuck with me from years. So that said, I would love to see Andrew get a shot at captain America, along with his original artist, Daniel Acuna.
2: Yeah. I'd read. I think cool. he would just kill. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then the other, this might be a little bit uh, out of left field. <laughs> My. Uh, <laughs> I think this the comic that saved me when I was like, I don't even know if I like comics anymore was <laughs> Mark Russell's Flintstones comic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that.
1: I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where I was like, I don't think I like comics anymore. What's going on with me? But then Mark Russell comes in with like this brilliant reimagining of the Flintstones where it's like he does this thing where you realize we were good at one point, but then we decided that we needed things like capitalism, <laughs> uh, or or idols or or the pre- presidency and stuff like that. And it just kind of like screws everything up. Mm-hmm. And it was a book that came out at a time when I had lost a lot of faith in a lot of things, and it just totally restored all that and made me go wow, comics are good, Mark Russell is good, more of this guy, and I've been following him all over the place, I would love to see what he would do with Plastic Man.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Yeah, this character who <laughs> is inherently kind of wacky, but also made of plastic. Mm. <laughs> this thing that is like slowly going to choke this world right. <laughs> out of existence. And I would love to see what he would do. What what sort of commentary he could bring with that sort of character. And as far as art goes, I would love to see Javier Rodriguez, who was the co artist with Chris Somney on Mark Wade's Daredevil Run for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then he moved over to um can't recall what it is, off the top of my head I think it's like the history of the Marvel Universe Mm. and it is I think it was done yeah it was written by Mark Waid and it is a beautiful treasury style book where he just gets to go crazy and he is this kind of brilliant hybrid of Chris Somney and and Will Eyes. like he just goes big in everything he does and there's this roundness to his characters that I just absolutely love. And I would love to see what those two could do with um, with Plastic Man of all characters. I think that they, it would be a great fit.
0: That would be cool. You said Mark Russell and and I went back to the Daily Planet idea and I went, that's it. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. Devon. Yeah. It's Mark Russell. <laughs> Mark Russell's perfect. Mark Lord. Russell. He is awesome. Yeah. He is so yeah, great. He is
1: awesome. He is just killing it uh he does billionaire island mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if you've ever uh, read that uh for hoy that's another good one so yeah that that would be my choice uh plastic man written by mark russell and drawn by javier rodriguez and the next one i would love to see just to see it would be wonder woman by jaime hernandez
4: mm, okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> like i he doesn't do superhero work at all, but I think that he would just do a killer Wonder Woman. And I would just just love to see it someday.
0: Alright, so I'm gonna blow through uh the rest of mine um in list form. I want uh Brian Leo O'Malley on uh Jubilee. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> right? Yeah, right, yeah, you know, writer and art uh for that. Um let's see. I want uh Tanahisi Coates on Luke Cage.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Right. Um yeah. and I think the one that I'm the most well, two more. Okay. Uh Tom King and uh Mikhail Jannon on Captain America. Oof. Mm. Cause I think he would draw such a good Captain America. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, guy, I love that guy's stuff.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah. And uh and they work together all the time and they're great together. Uh I think. And then, uh, and then my number one pick, I think of of what's left, is uh, Scotty Young. I want to do a Star Wars book, really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's put together by like he did a run on Rocket Raccoon, probably you know almost ten years ago now, and it's fun, but it's also got kind of like a gritty grubbiness to it. Right. That's cool. And uh, and paired that off with just like some of the Star Wars pinups I've seen him do, like I think I think he'd be really really kind of perfect for it. So. Uh, he's my last one, so. Playing off of the Star Wars, I have
2: one left, and it actually is Star Wars related, and that is from when Marvel was like just starting to put out all the Star Wars books after Disney got the Star Wars deal and everything, and one I thought is, I want an Ewok comic (laughs) by David Peterson of Mouse Guard fame. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Let him write a writer artist on it. Create it all, David Peterson's Ewoks. I would read it. So that's my lightning round.
0: That's pretty great too. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: That slaps as the kids would say.
3: <laughs> this is piggybacking off what Devon said. I want, uh, I want Jaime Hernandez is Archie. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things where they, they, you know, they themselves would be like, yeah, we borrow from that stuff all the time. Archie and rockets. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. Be. I want, I want a mini at least. I don't, I don't even need to be like a definitive run. Um, it could be, you know, heartbreak soup with the Archie kids. I'm perfectly fine with that. Right. Mm-hmm. That was one that I thought that would be great. And the other one, you know, I I I don't have an um, I don't have an artist for this one, but I had an idea for it. Was I want to see Lansdale do Constantine? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Okay. Joe Lansdale. Joe Arlen. Yeah, Joe Lansdale. I'm sorry. Yep. I, yep. I want to see Joe Lansdale do Constantine. I don't think he's written him yet. I don't believe so. I could be wrong. Maybe in an anthology or something. But I think um, Constantine dealing with small-town noir and supernatural stuff could be a lot of fun, and it'd be nice to see you know um, him out of... I like Constantine, obviously, in, in London and, and, and over there, but I also like to see him every now and then out of his comfort zone. And I still think there would be the elements of all the stuff that makes a Constantine story great, but done by Lansdale, it just would be that small-town, you know, town with a secret kind of stuff that may or may not be the supernatural, so... But I buy that book.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Be yeah. cool. I love Lansdale. Mm-hmm. Be cool. All
0: right. So let's close out. So we had a couple of ideas for uh using posthumous um creators, and uh um so we figure uh we'll keep it modern for the for the show, but we'll we'll use these guys to close down with. But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on letmenowhowitis.com dot com or wherever you get your podcast. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, if you want to suggest a topic, let us know in the comments, whatever Twitter's called now, at LMKHII, or our email at info at LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. All right. What do you guys got? I've got one.
1: Okay. Rest in peace. Love him. He's on my particular Mount Rushmore. I wish George Perez would have gotten a good Batman run. Mm. OK, like he that was like the one DC character ever really got to touch. Um, he did the covers for Lonely Place of Dying. And I think maybe a. I think he did a Nightwing story for or it might have been a Robin story for Secret Origins back mm. when that was a thing. Yeah. But outside of that, he never really did any Batman proper work. And I just think it's a shame because every time you saw him do Batman, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It
0: is a shame. That's a big shame. Yeah. He's not even in crisis all that much.
1: Sending no, he it, isn't.
3: Right. No,
0: not really. Yeah. The,
1: his Batman pops up a couple of times when he was with uh, Mark Wade on brave and the bowl, mm-hmm. but that's about it. That's about it. As far as him actually getting to illustrate Batman on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that too, Frank. You got one?
3: Uh, I actually have two. Real quick, one would be um, and we talked about we talked about this before. I wish Darwin had gotten his chance, Darwin Cook, to do his All Ages Wonder Woman book.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, yeah,
3: that one. That one again always makes me sad that we never got because it's you know how could that have not been great? <laughs> Just you know, I don't know how, anyway that that would have been a wonderful book. And surprisingly enough, my other one is is a Wonder Woman choice, and I thought. You know, I was looking at some um, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited stuff, and I thought how much I like, um, you know, the character and how much I think he could, this person could do something with him. I would like to have seen um, Dwayne McDuffie get a chance to write Wonder Woman. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I think mm-hmm. that would have been, again, an amazing book. And I'd like to team him up with Russell Dodderman. Oh. Because as much as I like Russell Dauterman's, um Mighty Thor, I just think he's, he'd be a great fit for Wonder Woman as well.
1: Oh, no, absolutely.
3: So that's those are my two. Very nice. Thanks. I would like to have
0: seen Jack Kirby do Batman. Mm. Mm. I think it would have been kinda of strange. Yeah. But just to see it, I think right. I think would would be really, really cool. And um I always for some reason um I always thought that Anthony Bourdain on a Batman traveling the world book. Oh, like, a on a young Bruce Wayne, like learning yeah. would be oh. awesome. Yeah,
3: that would be. Ugh. yeah. <laughs> yep. That would have been
1: great, too. Oh, man.
0: Right. That guy's been everywhere. And I think he would just yeah. like, you know, to be able to write that book from like from a point of, no, I've been there. I've been the Senegal. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that Batman would hate Kissinger.
1: <laughs> oh man that yeah so god that that was oh man
0: right i want that now <laughs> i know i know it's so heartbreaking yeah and then when i found out like i always wanted that and then i'm like and i'm like oh but he was in the comics too perfect yeah mm-hmm.
2: he did the graphic novel too yeah yeah For some work
0: so well,
1: i got one more i okay. got one more yep apparently uh we're going back to Mark Wick. Apparently, he pitched an Aquaman series to DC, uh, at one point in time, and the artist attached was supposed to be Mike Waringo.
0: Hmm. Oh.
1: And it was supposed to be Aquaman as global adventurer, like King of the Seven Seas, taking on whatever needed, taking on wherever it needed, taking on. And it did not happen. And they wound up going over to Marvel and doing the Fantastic Four there. Mm. I just wish that that would have happened because Mike Waringo, God rest his soul. He was just not only a good guy in the few interactions I had with him, but he could just draw anything. I just would have loved to have seen what he could have done with Aquaman. Yeah. And just being able to draw like the world period Mm -hmm. not just new york city or you know outer space but maybe aquaman in tokyo aquaman in in (laughs) holland or whatever Mm -hmm. um or never one of those like you know awesome stories where like you know aquaman just gets dropped in the middle of a desert Mm -hmm, and has to figure out how to get you know with that type of story um would have loved to have seen what michael ringo could have done with that because Mike Waringo also was another one of those artists that I just absolutely believe could draw anything.
0: Man, you sold me on an Aquaman book. <laughs> 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 that sounds great. Also, just from what I know about Wade, where he says that, like, you know, he 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 never really like had a plan for what the next issue would be when he wrote cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. He would always just sort of be like, "All right, how do I don't get him out of this?" I just, I love the right. idea of him just like, "All right." We're dropping Aquaman in the desert. Figure it out next month, (laughs) Mark. How does he get that? How does he get out of that one? No, this was fun. This is a good one. Devon, thanks for being here. Yes. We appreciate it. Awesome picks. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmenowhowitis.com. Please remember to like us and follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next time.